All right, live from Lower BCC, this is Red Sea Radio, episode five? Five. Well, I believe. Five, five for us, four for those listening, yeah, technically. Oh yeah, true. So you're listening to WF 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Kyle Majors, along with Jack Sarasulo. Last week, majority of you probably did not hear our show. Um, we had some technical difficulties, and the show didn't save, which is unfortunate, because I think it was one of our best shows that we good ever did. It was a very solid interview. So, I guess we'll start the show off today by <coughs> talking about that interview, since, you know, we'll give a rundown. people didn't get to hear it. We'll give a rundown. So, last week we had Zach Dayton on the show, in the studio, um, a great interview. Uh, you know, he's the Deputy Director of Athletics here at Fairfield, talked a lot about stories from the past, um, a lot about the future, very excited about the future. Um, and just like a lot of really good stories and insight about the business and behind the scenes side of Fairfield Athletics. So it was unfortunate that it didn't save. Whoever got to listen to it live, I'm happy that some people got to hear it. But uh, I did see Zach later that day and he said he would come back on the show at some point this year. So we'll definitely get him back in because he was really good, um, a really good guest. But uh, what were some <coughs> of your your favorite parts of that interview last week I, I liked his uh the stories about him at the uh in Texas about like when he was when we went to the regionals with the baseball team and kind of the court I guess because it was such a absurd three like set of three days especially for them that it was interesting to see his point of view on it yeah he had Cause a, he was like the what the organizer of coach Curier's like whole trip home yeah yeah so we asked the uh, stereotypical question we always ask about, you know, giving us a good story that, you know, no one's really heard before. And uh, he kind of added on to that whole, you know, Coach Courier going to a wedding. And he gave us a story about, uh, you know, after after the uh, Arizona State loss, Coach was supposed to go right into an Uber to the airport, right? Or something like that? Yeah, he was supposed to go, yeah, he was supposed to go to Uber to the airport, like, what was it? Three. They said they got back to this like hotel 3 at noon. He was supposed to be in an Uber to the airport like two by two or something. Yeah, like and then I think like very late in the morning, you know, after he was supposed to be on the Uber already, he showed up to Zach's hotel room and you know told him that he didn't didn't know how to work the Uber app or the Uber app wasn't <laughs> he said working. It broke, it like broke or something. Like some, um, yeah, something some old like man the, speech. <laughs> some technology issues, which we had last week, so we can't. We can't knock him for yeah, it, but uh, it was a good story. Maybe we'll get him to tell it again when we have him on. It was one of the better uh, answers to that question we've had in an interview. So, uh, you know, and then for me, like some of the takeaways was talking about the future. It was really cool how he, uh, you know, emphasized that he understands that they got one chance to get it right. This is a very, like, monumental moment yeah. for them. He kept re reiterating that, that there's, like, it's a huge moment with the Convocation Center, the great runs that the baseball and basketball teams just had in the postseasons. A lot of things are coming together. It's like the perfect storm for them right now, and he knows that there's just one chance for them to really grab like a you know market share of you know people, and they want to get it right, and he's confident he's going to get it right. So very optimistic about the future. That was some of the takeaways I had. It was also cool to hear about some of his stories, rebranding Lucas, um, bringing him on ESPN, bringing him to City Field, um, working the uh, lacrosse national championship. Oh yeah, 
it was a lot of cool stories. I was really, really heartbroken that I lost the audio for that. But uh, we'll get him back on. And uh, we just wanted to give a little bit of what we talked about last week since I know majority of people didn't get to hear it, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, thanks for Zach. Thanks to Zach for coming on. Again, we'll get him back on at some point. So moving on, we're going to go back to one of our old segments or one of our segments that we started this year but haven't been to uh, since the first episode, Stags and the Pros, where we give you Stag and the Pro update. So we got a few for you today. And obviously, we got to start off with Matt Turner. Again, can't go an episode without talking he's, about he's Matt our, Turner. He's our chosen one. So uh, this past Saturday was Matt Turner night at Fairfield. I was there. I was working. And, uh, you know, he was there. And he got honored at halftime. They had a nice video put together for him. Um, you know, gave him a, you know, a plaque or something at halftime. And, and, you know, there was a big crowd for it. A lot of students, a lot of fans. And then, you know, Matt uh, signed autographs and took pictures during the second half. I got to meet him. It was cool. Obviously, we interviewed him twice, but I've never met him in person. So it was nice to, you know, finally meet him in person, um, you know, tell him good luck in the playoffs and the World Cup qualifiers and stuff. So that was cool. Uh, I know got a lot of likes on that picture on Twitter of me and Matt. So thanks for the likes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then I got a signed poster from them. They also had some good giveaways that night, the USA Stag shirt. Uh, so all around good day. And then on top of that, the game was really good. Fairfield played Niagara. They won 2-1. So, you know, their first goal was actually very electric. They uh, It was a nice ball played down the right side, cross in, header, and then it went bar down. So it was a very nice um, first goal and a very nice win and, and – you like to get a win on a night like that where it's, you know, like a big deal, a big big night with a lot of fans. And it was a good game, so I hope it uh, encourages fans to come back, students to come back for more games. I know there's a women's game tonight at uh, 8, I believe. I'll be working that. So, um, and, and for those listening, for students listening, I think tonight's game, 250, first 250 students get a Fairfield soccer scarf. So make sure you come stop by for that. I'm excited for that. I want one of those. So, anyway, back to Turner. In terms of his uh, pro update, New England Revolution, his club team, they are uh, they're they're so sitting they're with a record. The table. They're sitting very pretty right now. So their record is 20 wins, four losses, and five draws. They've already clinched playoff berth. There's only about five games left in the season, but they're also 11 points head ahead in uh, the supporter shield. So for those of you that don't know what the supporter shield is in the MLS. The team who uh, has the best record, the most amount of points at the end of the season, at the end of the regular season, gets a trophy for that. It's like and the then, NHL. Yeah, and then obviously there's the playoffs and the MLS Cup is the actual big trophy that everyone cares about. But the Supporters' Shield is also a nice trophy to win because it means that you were the best team in the regular season. Um, so for Matt right now, his team is 11 points clear. Uh, and with five games left, they only need about two wins, I believe, to to clinch that. So it's it's almost all but said and done for that. So look out for that tweet coming up. Matt's probably gonna you know add to his trophy case yeah. in a couple weeks. So um, things are looking good for him on the club side, but he will be taking a week break, or his team will be taking a week break for World Cup qualifiers. Um, Matt won't be taking a break. He'll be there with the team, USA. 
They uh, play tomorrow night against Jamaica at 7.30. They also play Sunday at 6 against Panama, and then a week from today, October 13th, 7 p.m. versus Costa Rica. The biggest thing going into this is will he play? I mean, he we get, don't know. He get caps last time, right? He did, but Zach Steffen wasn't on the team last time. He oh. had either COVID or an injury. So with the return of their usual number one, will he start? I mean, he played, he played pretty well last time, if I remember correctly. He had a couple okay saves. Yeah, no, he did play well. And, and you know, obviously he played all summer with, uh, you know, the I mean, Gold Cup squad. how many squad. games do they have and how many days? What is it, three games in? Three games in a, a week. week. Three games in six days. So but maybe, maybe but for goalkeepers, they don't I guess usually. They don't, their fitness doesn't really. Yeah, they don't usually cycle through goalkeepers like that. So it's kind of like he'll he'll probably start. The games or not start any yeah. of them, um, unless like Stefan starts and makes crucial mistakes, or, or he hurt. starts and makes mistakes and gets benched. Gets so hurt. it's definitely something to keep our eye on. I'll probably watch the game regardless. But uh, I mean, yeah, this is what it is. This is what this is for. All, what is this the twenty twenty? Is for twenty twenty two or twenty twenty six? No, twenty twenty two. Oh, really? For next year? Oh, so yeah, yeah, this is a big deal. Yeah, there's still a few more windows. You know, the first window was obviously in September. We talked about that. That was the one he started in. There's this one. There's a couple more after. But uh, it, there's some huge games coming up. They they really need some wins. It would be great for them to get three wins here, or at least two. I know Jamaica's actually kind of a tough team to play against that they've had trouble with in the past. But they should at least get two wins in this window. And we, and we hope Matt starts, obviously. And, uh, yeah, so that's how it's looking for him. Things are looking great for him, and it was nice to see him back in Fairfield this past weekend. I know he had to, like, drive home and hop on a plane, like, 6 a.m. that night or, like, that next day. Yeah, so uh, a lot of traveling, but dedication from him coming back, and uh, we wish him the best of luck this week and the best of luck going forward. We'll keep you updated on his playoff status, his national team status, and potentially transfer status going into the offseason. Next up, we're talking St. Lucie Mets. We got a uh, season wrapped up yeah. for Justin and I Trey. I wonder if those are they going to be playing in the fall or in the winter somewhere? I know they have like the Dominican Winter League and stuff. I wonder if I'm not sure. Uh, we actually got to look into that. But the St. Lucie Mets will start their season in April on April 8th. They announced their opener. Um but just to give the listeners a you know, recap of their season. And, and with these numbers, you got to remember that their season started in what late July, almost August maybe. So it's only been two, two, yeah, two mean, and a half months, three they, months. They, I mean, because I know they get drafted in June, and it takes a while for them to actually become like. Remember, they, I think they start in like some Florida complex, and then they get added to. Yeah, whatever. they start in the rookie ball team, yeah, and, and then, then they, they, get they go added to, to whatever. Yeah, so. Their numbers, you know, for the season, Justin, he finished the season with 105 at-bats, 20 runs, 30 hits, 5 home runs, 15 RBIs, and an average of 286. So, you know, not a bad year from him. Pretty solid numbers again in only I mean, it's two only months. months. Yeah. And so, it's your first taste of pro ball. And obviously we know they won their division. And he was, you know, in the starting lineup for that team. You know, came in right, came right into that starting lineup, so... He was definitely made an impact, and, uh, you know, it's exciting, and, you know, we're excited to see where he goes the following year. And like you said, winter ball, 
Um, so April 8th, St. Lucie, Mets are back. I don't know if he'll be on that team. I don't know if he'll go up. We'll see what happens. And then Trey, he finished the season with seven appearances, 19 strikes, strikeouts, uh, 6.1 ERA, and a 1.31 whip, which 1.31 is about average um, for whip. So a bit of a high ERA, but I looked. he gave up a lot of home runs. That was kind of his struggle um, in St. Lucie. I think he gave up 14 runs total and seven home runs. So a lot of home runs. But uh, the whip doesn't look too bad. So if you can get the home runs down, he's not getting like shelled, you know. Like yeah. he's not getting hit a lot. No, he's, it's he's, just he's being fine. He's it's maybe can be a, like contribute to being a little unlucky in terms of like balls being put in play that might not. Like you know, maybe in more innings it'll even out. He'll be the ERA will look better. Yeah, and in, and a proper off season yeah, training proper, with a pro team. Yeah. So we wish them the best of luck, and we wanted to give you an update on their numbers. We got one more pro to talk about. Our guy, Tyler Nelson, who we had on the show about a year ago now, um, his season just started a few weeks ago in Germany. He plays for the Rostock Seawolves, I believe, and he's playing in Germany. Season started end of September, so he's played in three games so far. He dropped 10 points in the first game, 17 points in the second game, and 27 points in the third game. Stone cold. He's going up. He's going up in trajectory. Um... And their next game is this Saturday or Sunday, whatever the ninth is. Their next game is October 9th. Um, so the season's in full swing for Tyler. He's dropping a lot of points. I'm sure you can definitely find a stream somewhere oh, if yeah. you want to watch him play. Um, I was trying to look. but Germany's uh, tough. I mean, some of the other countries that you can find streams. Yeah, like. but uh, they do post the highlights on YouTube. For those that want to watch Tyler's highlights, I did see they post pretty high-quality highlights on YouTube. So I don't know if you'll be able to watch the games live, but you'll definitely be able to see some highlights. Some type of highlight of him. On, on Instagram as well, they post a lot of stories. I've seen some of his highlights through that. Yeah, so, you know, he's playing in Europe. He's scoring a lot of points, and uh, we're proud of him. So uh, that's our Stags in the Pro update. Hope you enjoyed that, um, and and again, we'll keep that segment going on. You know, every few weeks or so, or anytime something big happens. Today's point of the show is to do our annual basketball roster kind of. What do we call our, it? Our player kind of profiles. Our, yeah, I guess we'll call them player profiles. But Basically, first, just to re reacclimate ourselves with the team. But first, before we get into that. One little piece of breaking news that happened, you know, I saw it right on my walk to BCC to do the show, was that head coach Bill Currier of the baseball team has been extended to 2026. He's joining Jay Young and the extension crew. Yeah, so we'll talk about Jay Young in a second. That broke yesterday, I believe. Currier breaks today. So, I don't know if it's like... You come on I, our show and you get an extension yeah. to 2026, or... <laughs> I think, is is he, are they both 2026? I think so, yeah. Jay Young's is 25-26 season, and then... Oh, well, that's why. Baseball's yeah, only in only 2026. 20, that's why. So it is the same, the same school year. But, uh, no, all seriousness, he obviously deserves it for not only last I mean, year, but just the past decade he's put in improving the team. It's a lot more to, uh, I mean, one year you... you he laid the groundwork for it in the years prior. It's not like he just came all of a sudden. Yeah, and 
he's you know we talked to him he's confident again for this year and the expectations are just as high and yeah i mean i really think that was kind of a no-brainer for them to do but uh we just want to say congratulations to coach and wish you the best of luck in these next five seasons so now we'll move on to our good portion of our show for today um which is our basketball (laughs) player previews so jay young extension we're going to talk about that first he was also extended the 2025-26 season um so what were your initial thoughts when you saw this it's great i mean I feel like in college sports in general, keeping a constant head coach is a big deal because, I mean, your head coach is who recruits your players. So having, I guess, uncertainty at the head coaching position in terms of contract and stuff is not a good way to recruit or not a good strategy to help with recruiting. And I I think especially when you don't have, like, the name brand, like we're obviously favorable to smaller school, the coach is kind of what brings people to your school to play and – as we see, he, he uh, Jay's a good recruiter, so I'm glad he's still here. Yeah, I agree with that. It's hard to, it's hard to build something when the coaches are constantly changing, mm-hmm. right? And and then on top of that, he still technically still has some of Sidney Johnson's players, right? Yeah, and this basically confirms that he will at some point have his own team. Yeah, and and even though. And he told us this last year. He pretty much feels as if Taj and Jesus have become his players, right? Like well, yeah, they've fully I mean, bought in. If you think about it, he's changed them. They're not the same players they were when before he got there. Yeah, and especially Taj. And uh, you know, even though he does have his team, you know, he's two seasons, right? He went twelve and twenty, ten and seventeen last year. But you know, last year you had COVID. You had not a proper off season with yeah. those guys. With you a had a lot of new players coming in. Too. New players, a new, a new starting point guard, especially. You had Jason out to start the year. You had Jalen injured early through, uh, through the I year. Three, I with the five games in. You had Mido hurt for the end of the postseason. You had you know you had yeah, all these you, factors, yeah. and you know obviously the team didn't start well last year, but they definitely showed improvement. Oh, yeah. And I just think that although the results weren't quite there. In the regular season, I think Jay Young's definitely building something that we can all be proud of, you know, throughout the future. And I think giving him this extra time is going to be great to build something. You know, maybe in twenty twenty off his neck too. Yeah, like and that, maybe like, in like twenty twenty five, twenty twenty four, if he hasn't built anything yet, maybe that's when you start thinking like, you know, yeah. how long is this going to take or whatever. But uh, right now, I like the move as well. You're giving him the convocation center soon, which is going to give him better yeah. recruits, and you know, buy a better crowd, better home home court advantage. Just give the the process some time. So, yeah, I was happy. You saw our tweet about it yesterday, and uh, we'll just say congratulations to coach. We look forward to cheering you on for the next five seasons as well. And uh, did you take a look at that? Um, survey that was out yesterday survey. you got to do the survey i did the survey you don't have to do it right now but is it on our is it on red sea radio or did you i uh i did quote tweet it okay. but it's uh they put out the survey and for those listening go do the survey as well if you want your voice heard they put oh, out a I survey did, i did see the survey yeah I so did. they put out a survey for the convocation center zach actually talked to us about that last week he said it was coming and then it you know it obviously came out yesterday uh they did a survey uh, pretty much asking about what you'd like to see in the convocation center, price points, different packages, 
Um, pretty cool survey. I think you get 10% off in the store if you complete the survey and you're entered to win some big raffle. So those of you listening, go do the survey so that we can make Convocation Center what we want it to be and uh, accommodate for everyone's opinions. So, yeah, go check that out. We quote tweeted it, but I think Fairfield Stags might have tweeted it. And then finally, getting everything out of the way, let's finally get to our player profiles. This is going to be the, the meat of the show today. So, you know, they got 14 guys returning. Ten of them started at least one game. And uh, they had their media day this week, so they have all their pictures up. They got the new, like, heights and weights that. up. Yeah, everything. Uh, what is Mido? Have we, wait, when, when did they do this? Because I thought we looked at is my, what is Mido at right now? What do they well, have him at? We'll go. We'll go player by okay, player. Okay. Don't jump. Don't jump too far. No, that, that's the one. <laughs> I, that's the one we like to look at. Right? Yeah. No. But they even got the new team photo up on the website. It's looking good. Let's see our new boys. Our new. Our new squad. The man. freshmen are in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Look at this. Yeah. So it's nice. This is like a live reaction of Jack C in the the picture of the, the first time, for the first time. It's the boys. Um. So we'll go like player by player, and we might skip a couple here and there, but we're mainly like the big. You know, big contributors are the ones we want to talk about the most. So, Caleb Green, right, first on the on the list of uh, players to talk about. Obviously, Caleb uh, was, you know, captain last year, I believe, one of the captains. He was uh, one of the highest minute getters on the team. I think he had 663 minutes, and uh, I think maybe only Taj might have beat him out in that. I mean, but, he, uh, yeah, they were the two that played 40 minutes a lot of nights. Yeah, 21 games. Game started 21, you know, so obviously started every game. Stayed in that lineup, was the ball handler, was one of, like, the floor generals of the team. But, uh, you know, we we did note that he struggled to score um, at, at times last season. And uh, that's something that going into this year for me, I would really like to see him improve. And we did see improvements at the end of the year. You know, in the MAC tournament, for sure, yeah. he scored. He stepped up and scored a lot more. So, um, for me, my biggest takeaway for him this year, I'd like to see him score more, or uh, you know, not like score score a more crazy amount, but at least. I mean, I just meant I think be more effective with the shots you take. I think, I mean, thirty eight percent form is not great. I know he's tiny; it's hard for him to finish the rim, but you, you got to be more more uh, effective with, like, the shots you take. I mean, we saw way too many, like, 4 for 10s and 4 for 12s kind of stat lines for him. Yeah, and, and you mentioned finishing at the rim. Like, obviously, we saw him last year a good amount, you know, go to the rim and, you know, get blocked or whatnot. Uh, you know, pretty much he should probably eliminate that aspect from I mean, his game if it's not, like, yeah. something that's going to work. Uh, but... You know, we'd like to see more of that drive and kick out play last year. We and didn't see that well, as much. I mean, much. I, hopefully with adding new shooters, I mean, a lot of the, I gotta hope that uh, TJ Long, T, yeah, TJ Long, kind of helps with that driving kick kind of philosophy. More shooters around, like surrounding him with. Yeah, line, uh, having if uh, Caleb can have a lineup like with like Wojcik and L- TJ Long and Chrysler, a lot of those guys in, it can make it a lot easier for him to get assists. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, he dropped, you know, 14 in the max semifinal, 10 in the final. So, like we said, he did show signs of improvement as the year went on with his shooting. 
And and then obviously going into this season, we know he's going to start. We know he's going to be one of the captains of the team. We know he's going to play a majority of the minutes. That's not really up for debate because it happened last year. It's going to happen this year. Jay Young really likes him. He said he's one of the smartest players he's coached. So um, you'll definitely be seeing a lot of Caleb this year. We're just hoping for a more efficient Caleb, um, more like his numbers were before he transferred here, right? Before he transferred, and even like the first few games of the year, I feel like he was probably at his most efficient with those first few non-conference games, even though he had some... I feel like he was at that his Stony best. Brook game was kind of a downturn. Yeah, that was like kind of the beginning of like what you saw from him for a lot of the year. All right, but uh, we know that he is going to be one of the main guys on the court. You're going to see a lot of them this year. Moving on, now we can finally talk about your guy, Chris Mido. Our guy, Chris Mido. Um, got who we have to get on the show soon. We do before the season starts. Um, so he's listed at six ten. 210 pounds. I wish I remember what they had him at last year. I know he was 190, I think 190 sophomore year. Or our year? his freshman year. His freshman year or sophomore year? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think he was 190, so he made the jump 20 pounds, right? So it's a pretty, pretty good amount I mean, of... That's, yeah, that's college, which is like, that's a college training program. Yeah, D one college streamer. He's right? been at the Tully. He's been <laughs> he's, he's been, been getting he's his been protein at the Tully. At the Tully. Uh, so Chris Mido uh, was a guy who had, you know, a decent season last year. He was a bit inconsistent at times, and obviously sharing minutes and yeah. sharing rotation with Supreme Cook last year. Um, but remains one of our favorite players yeah. to the day. And I mean, it's tough for him to find rhythm when I mean, a couple mistakes could take you out of the game completely or i mean one thing that he's had trouble with is foul trouble so like if your mistakes are fouls you kind of ha- like it hamstrings or it, yeah it hamstrings uh jay young from kind of playing you because i mean you can't you have three fouls in the first five minutes of the game which we've seen mido do before it's almost impossible to play like be able to play yeah and you know, he put up double-digit scoring three times last season, double-digit rebounding three times last season. He had some dominant games. I think he had a couple double-doubles, right? So he had some dominant games, and it was that those times where we'd see him explode to the rim, you know. And I mean, he probably said some of our best highlights. Yeah. Like overall, like, exciting highlights. It was those times when we'd really see him go after it and explode to the rim and, and really, you know, play with that fierce you know intensity that second Iona game after we had that loss on ESPNU where he dropped 11 and he was really aggressive 10 rebounds that was his double double game Um, you know different games like that throughout the season where he played really well we just need to see that intensity replicated game by game you know not just like once every three four games but this is a huge year for him right as a guy who most likely wants to play in the pros somewhere somewhere right um, has the has the figure to play in the pros somewhere. This is a huge year for him. Junior year, you're no longer one of the younger guys on the team. You're now you're no longer a guy waiting for his turn. You're now and he's now one of the guy. leaders of the yeah. team. When you consider just you know he's been getting minutes for you know three years, two years now. So it's a huge year going from sophomore to junior year to really prove yourself as uh, you know a legit prospect and you know. Taking that title where Jay Young said he could be one of the better players we've seen out of the MAC. Yeah, and it's I mean, unless you, as a fan, prefer Supreme over Mido, he there's no one really in front of him for minutes. He is 
the veteran kind of big man in the locker room. Yeah. So, and it's nice that we have Supreme and then now Makai Willis to share some of those minutes. You know, if they yeah. get tired, you know, sometimes the bigger mean, guys. Yeah, and Mido and tired. Mido and Supreme especially, I feel like are two guys that, like, they have high motors, obviously, but like you can like when you're seven feet tall or whatever, six foot ten, whatever they are. It's tough to play 25, 30 minutes, and we saw that. And having an, a third guy, especially if one of them gets hurt, it's huge for their depth. Because, I mean, the back tournament showed we did not have that much depth on the, in the front court. Yeah, and that's where we found ourselves with, like, Jason, Jason starting. starting. Get it? Yeah. Just, like, trying to squeeze minutes out of Jason. And not that he game. played necessarily bad, yeah, but he was a, playing out true, of position. He's a true freshman playing out of position against teams that had legit big men that were, like, are pro level big men like you can't sneak true freshman out of position guys like that yeah so Mido you know he played 21 games started 11 of them last season and you know the one of the question marks going into it is will he be a regular starter or will Jay Young continue to flip-flop the lineup it's interesting him and Cook it's interesting it'll be interesting to see who starts and who doesn't yeah so um, but all around, like we we definitely had a positive view of Mido's season last year, and it was really a huge hit not having him in the um, postseason, because you know when you went into games like you know even St. Peter's, but then Iona, Iona was the where, best one that you know it. it showed the most against Iona. Yeah, because you know they they had uh, who, um, who well, was I'm blanking on his name, the big man. Yeah, the freshman last year, mm-hmm. um, who him and Cook were going at it in the final, but he was just. Uh, that's pretty much just giving us buckets that whole time. Yeah. Is, you know, so I don't care how Jay, how like feisty Jason is. Like you need a guy at six foot ten to can can uh, contest that guy at the rim. Who was it? Was it, it was uh, uh, Junior Joseph? Yeah, Nelly Junior Joseph. Yeah. yeah. So having Mido last year um, to compete with him would have been really helpful in that final game, and uh, it was a shame that he didn't get to you know go through that run with the rest of the team but uh we're we're confident in him this year and uh i like i said i think it's just a huge year for him going from sophomore to junior year now being one of the older guys and now trying to prove yourself to the mac trying to prove yourself to teams abroad and you know pro teams i mean this is these are like scouting it's like going into college again or going it's like you're trying to market yourself to put the possible future teams Especially in those games like on FS1, yeah, Providence, FS1, or against SPNU. BC. So those games are going to be big for him. Uh, we got Taj up next, 6'4", 200 pounds. He is our fifth-year player going into his final season as a stag. Um, a guy that feels like he's been there forever. guy who's had you know a huge role on the team since we've been here. Yeah, I mean, he's been kind of the team the heart and soul yeah 699 minutes last season 21 games played 21 games started and this is a guy who had a just a monstrous jump last year compared to the season before he uh was definitely a snub for mac all team and uh hopefully that fuels the fire but uh just his numbers last year were were very very good uh he shot 40 percent you know his three point Three point percentage definitely went up oh, as compared sure. to the year before. It was what fifth, twelve. I, I, it might have been. It was low. I think it, it was like nineteen. It was definitely maybe. in the teens. <clears throat> I mean, that's just that's that's just hard work. I mean, 
like you you'll just go up like that high of a jump in three point percentage overnight. Like that's just him putting in the work for an entire off season and coming back better than he was that fire to get come back better than he was the year before. Yeah, and uh, he's going to be a guy that is going to be absolutely massive for the team again. Um, I don't really know if we really even have to say it because he's going to have pretty much similar roles he did last year. He's going to be a leader. He's going to be a guy that's out He'll on the that. floor almost the entire game. He could be on ball, off ball. He can do kind of everything. Yeah, and uh, you know he had games last year where he dropped, what, like 20-something, 20 20-plus. 20 so, uh yeah, we don't really expect anything less from him. If he can just keep it rolling from last season and and just be consistent with it, then we're going to be in a good spot. And for him and Jesus, like, you don't come back for a fifth year unless if, you really want to win. Yeah, you win. really want to do something with these, like, group of people. You got to the MAC Finals last year. You know, they could have just, you know, graduated. And, on a high note. Yeah, but they, they coming back. They're coming back for one reason. You know, to they're coming the back to win the MAC. So, yeah. um you love to see that because you know they're going to be hungry as ever. Last year, we didn't even know if it would be their last year. Jesus entered the transfer portal and then decided yeah, to come, come back. back. Like yeah. These guys are definitely coming back to win the MAC. They're definitely buying in, and, and they're going to be two really, really good leaders um, going into that playoff. <clears throat> but, yeah, some of Taj's point totals last year, he looked 16, 22, 18, 18, 23, and he had a 20. Where it was like probably four or five games in a row where he was kind of on a roll I feel it was around that time where they were playing Quinnipiac where he had like at least like a 20 point game yeah and it wasn't weekend. until January 9th in the season which is about 15 games or so in where he didn't score in double digits yeah I mean, every game prior double digits he only had I think five six like eight games where he didn't score in double digits out of whatever and 30 for a team for a team that has trouble scoring, to say the least, at times, it's pretty like it, it helps a lot that we have a guaranteed dollar to score at all times. Yeah. So he'll have the same role. And, you know, he kind of had that ability last year when he knew he wasn't on to kind of not hog the ball. You know, I mean, he wasn't the type of guy that would shoot no. through a bad day. And he would have, he had people, especially when, uh, Jay, I, we'll talk to Jay, about Jake later, but when Jake came, it, he had people that could kind of w- lessen the blow, like that could take shots that he like he didn't have to take fifteen shots a game if Jake was on playing with him because Jay he knew Jake could score at will. But I think, and then you could always lean on him at yeah. the end of the day too. So that yeah, was if you need a basket at the end of the game, he'll be there to kind of get to the rim at will. But throughout the game, you don't need him to take twenty shots. He can take seven shots and still score. 12 points, 15 points. Yeah, and, and then obviously one of the things we didn't even mention was his near-perfect free-throw shooting as well oh, yeah. throughout his whole career. So um, definitely high, high expectations for Taj this year, and uh, we hope that he lives up to him, brings us a MAC championship. Next up, we're talking Jalen Leach. Jalen Leach followed us on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, big development. So shout-out. Also, that was a good – I liked that um, – I liked that – graphic that Fairfield Basketball put out where it was like follow all the guys on Twitter and they put all their yeah. ads. That was pretty good graphic. So. But they, they are pretty active on active, at least active following, you know. I don't know if they post as much, but they do follow a lot of people. Like they're on they're they're scrolling. We know they're scrolling. <laughs> um 6 foot 4 190, Jalen Leach. He uh, only played in 15 games last year. He obviously had the injury that, 
you know, hit a lot of his year, which was unfortunate. But we did like what we saw from him in the time we did see him. Again, one of our favorite newcomers from last year, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he was shooting, what, 34% from three. He had, uh, you know... Didn't he have that initial? Th- he had that initial three against Providence yeah, that, that we, made us like. I mean, opened yeah, our eyes. It's not even like the stats. Like the stats won't blow you away or anything. I mean, they they look fine, but like it's just like he just looks like he is at a higher skill level than a lot of the people they were playing in those games. Like on offense, he looked confident with the ball. It looked like he people were like, like I don't, I don't know how to describe it. He just he looked the part. He looked very good. Yeah, and he dropped a few double digit games here he had a uh couple 10 point performances i think that stony brook game did he he had 13 against stony brook yeah. he had 11 against fdu so i mean it was at a conference game so like those aren't pushover teams and he he fit right in yeah and he had 16 against <clears throat> niagara in that second game five for six from the field so like you said i mean he didn't even really have enough appearances to really necessarily stats wise blow you away but the skills that you could see just, yeah. you know, the, the eye test. Uh, it showed that he definitely has skills that we're excited to look for this season. And, um, you know, some of those small ball lineups were exciting. And you hope to see more of those this year, you know, with, like, him, Jake, where it's, like, yeah. small ball, guys who can shoot. Yeah, guy, you run, run up and down the court, like, fast breaks, a lot of fast breaks. And then even mix in a guy like Chrysler who can, who can also shoot. Do a little both. But beat. fill in the big yeah. guy role. So <clears throat> we're excited for Jalen this year again, too. And, uh, you know, I think definitely still has stuff to prove because of his injury last year. But I think this could be, you know, a big season for him. Oh. Full year, off-season training, healthy. Um, so I'm excited to see where he fits into the team this year. Hopefully Jay Young strays a little from his like rock fight mentality to kind of have laps I can run up and down the court. Like We don't have to take 25 seconds off the shot clock every time they shoot. Yeah, and he did mention he wanted to play yeah, faster wanted... last year. Well, he mentioned it was due to the team that he had. Like He thought the best way to win with, was to play slow. Was to play slow. Yeah. But play now the that strengths. the team's getting better, hopefully yeah. it doesn't always have to be that way. Uh so next up, we're talking Jake Wojcik. Uh, again, one of the the better. Biggest, uh, will we dare say biggest surprise of last year? Well, I don't know if we'd say surprise. Well, because he's a transfer, so we didn't know that much about him in the first place. But We did know he was coming from Richmond, though. Which is we a, did know that, a legit program. We but. did see some of his stats. We knew he was a shooter. I think the surprise was when we didn't think they were going to be eligible, him and Chrysler. And then, and they, then yeah. out of nowhere, it kind of got reversed. I think that might have been one of the also, biggest surprises. Also, I think that the fact that his best games came in the probably the four or five most important games was yeah. the surprising part. But his stats across the board were just they were great, incredible. I think he only had three games under double digit scoring. I mean, look at any, even his percentages are great: forty one percent from the field, thirty eight from three. Like with how much he was shooting towards the end, like that's that's pretty impressive. And that's the thing. I think. For us throughout the season, it was our biggest thing for him was we wanted him to take more shots. Yeah, and and it improved as the time went on. He obviously capped that off. He with, obviously got a lot more confident. You could tell with that, the shots he was taking in that St. Peter's game versus yeah. like the shots he was taking when he first came up against Niagara. Yeah, some big performances. <laughs> big performance in that in those games. His biggest performance obviously came in the regular season finale 
when he dropped 33 points against Manhattan. Remember, we were watching that yeah. game. That was a great game, 9 for 15 shooting for him. Um, but just all around, I mean, he scored a lot last season for us, a team that didn't There's score much. Scoring chal- yeah. And Challenge like you said, the percentages are really good too. It's not like he was throwing up, yeah, hucking up shots, twenty-five shots, and it's like, all right, he scored twelve, but he shot twenty. It, that yeah. wasn't the case, you know. He was very efficient, and you know, he played partial. You know, he played most of the season last year, but did miss the uh, out of conference games. You can certainly argue that with a guy like him, they wouldn't well, have lost to Hartford uh, or Stony they Brook. They would have beaten Stony Brook for sure. Oh Hartford as well, Hartford, yeah. FDU, or he played against FDU. So, but I mean, some of those look at the teams that we usually play. Like those teams, they a lot. I, I want to say it was either Hart, was it Hartford? They had that one guy who was probably. I, I think he was. I forget which game it was, but a lot of those teams, it's like they have this one player that is just kind of carries them through the game, and then they just can't catch up because their his scoring is just way too good. And Jake probably could be our guy for in that situation against other. And he could match those. Yeah, guys. He could match those guys, and yeah. our defense would shut would. Or defense in depth at that point would probably win out over those teams. Yeah, and then um, you know, just going into this year, I guess what your outlook is on him for me, I would say that I just hope that he can you know shoot more, like we said, keep his efficient numbers up. <coughs> um, he's gonna want to play well in those games, those TV games too, because yeah. he didn't get a chance to be on TV last year with Providence and stuff like that. But uh, I mean. He's going to have to be one of the best players on the team again this year to uh, for us to to make some noise, and I think he will. And uh, you know, again, big season for him too. Six five one ninety, and uh, we're super excited. I think he's earned himself a permanent spot in the starting lineup this year. With Taj. oh yeah, for sure. I think that might be their permanent backcourt for start, sure, or Garrett, at least the backcourt for opening night. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, Jake is going to be one of the top players. Him and him and Taj. We'll we sh- we'll rank them maybe in the future. Who are top? You know what our, our power rankings or whatever going into the season. That could be a, that could be a week by week thing. Yeah, our power rankings. Oh, that could be a week by week thing. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. We got Supreme Cook, six foot nine, two hundred pounds. Drew's joining us in the studio right now. I don't know if you want to talk any uh, Fairfield basketball with us. I'm not sure how many games you watched last well, year, but we can ask him about. A- I'll put your mic on. Though, we can ask him about. AJR, he was impressed about with his dunking. The other oh day. yeah, Allen's up next, so yeah. we'll save that for right. uh, we'll save that for that. But uh, Supreme Cooks coming into the season six foot nine, two hundred pounds, coming off a pretty good freshman year. Um, again, with same with Mido, I feel like it's just a little bit of consistency issue from they're time similar, to time. They're very similar players. He did have an injury last year as well as Mido um, that he was going through. So, you know. Overall, for a freshman, though, I think we had pretty positive outlook on him. I mean, the best him. part about Supreme is that, I mean, Mido, I feel like our biggest problem with him early on was that he was more brute strength and not a lot of, like, pose moves. Like, he wasn't able to, like, get the ball in the post, let him, like, everyone clear out, let him get a basket. I think Supreme kind of surprised me. Had that me, ability. Like, right away, which is pretty surprising. Yeah. Yeah, he had some good games. He was, uh, like you said, he had that ability. He had that uh, Hartford game early on that really um, wowed us. But I mean, then, he had some like pretty moves. Like I mean, moves that like you look at, it, it's like wow, surprising. Yeah, and he had some pretty solid rebounding games. Fourteen against Monmouth in the uh, Max semifinal or the what was it the quarterfinal? So Monmouth was the quarterfinal. Yeah, that was the quarterfinal. So you know, pretty solid season from him. Again, consistency issues. He did have some games where he didn't really show up. 
but uh you know as a true freshman you can't be too mad about that full off season yeah, he got thrown into a lot of games as a true freshman that you probably wouldn't and that's just good experience and now yeah, going and, in for this and year at so. this point it's very good experience the moment's probably like you wish you had another big man senior big man but now it's like thank god he did cuz now it helps in the future yeah he averaged 6.3 a game points 5.2 rebounds last year so get those numbers up a little bit we'll be looking make that 8 and 6 well we like to do our two at a monster what was or Mido Cook's two at a monster what did that end up being oh for Mido and Cook combined it was a was 11.3 and 10.7 combined yeah double double yeah. that's what we asked for there we go <laughs> add Makai Willis into that yeah. too the three headed monster <laughs> we'll be looking good so uh, outlook on Supreme what are you hoping for this year I'm hoping that he gets – I hope probably defensively he kind of keeps up what he – like towards the end of last year, I think his defense was getting better. And I hope he kind of keeps up defensively because I think his offense is at like a very advanced stage for a true sophomore. So I just hope the defense kind of stays and Yeah, and hopefully he – we'll see if there's a little rivalry brewing between him and Nelly Jr. Joseph. Yeah. Both being, you know – Because I mean like, yeah. Similar that position. Game, like, Nelly Jr. Joseph was just, like, overpowered yeah. Supreme. And they are like, both true freshmen. I'm sure that definitely got to him. Yeah. I'm sure that's something that probably motivates him. So yeah, like that, yeah, that guy is, like, they're, they're similar, like, builds. Like, it's not like he was, like, bigger than him. I mean, he had, had some pounds on him, but He's height, just talented. Yeah, he's just really talented. All right, moving on. This is probably one of our interesting points now is Allen, right? Allen Gene Rose, six foot seven, 200 pounds, going into his junior year. Uh, Drew, do you want to tell your little... You're, you're, I mean, it wasn't. It's not about him playing. <laughs> it's just what he said. Yeah, just just add it to the show. I threw myself a lot, like bounced it off the ground and hit the backboard. I just caught it and alley ooped to myself. And he walked by and he told me to chill. <laughs> game recognized game. He said, "Relax." For uh, for our listeners that don't know, Drew's like six foot seven. So it's me not... and Allen are pretty much built the same way. Yeah, yeah, I got Drew, a couple pounds on him. Alan's Drew has the Allen build actually. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, you know, last year for Allen uh, was a down season for him, kind of disappointing season. He had a good freshman year, right? Pretty promising freshman year. And then last year he looks 18 games played, zero games started. Uh, you know, he – what was his average for points-wise? 0.9 average. Yeah. I mean, he lost his he lost his minutes last year, like almost completely at one point. Yeah, and even Jay Young on the show – kind of just told us that he didn't really know where where Allen fit into the team last year and it was just kind of like you know where where am I even going to play yeah. him what what it's, like it's, parts of the ro- rotation am I even going to put him into I mean he didn't really have a role last year with the team because you had kind of he was stuck between the guard role where like you needed to score and the big role where your job was like to defend and finish the rim and he could Kind of do slightly a little bit of both, but not enough of either to kind of warrant a spot in the like in the rotation. Yeah, and with the addition of like you know Chrysler, right? That's going to take his minutes out. Yeah. Um, at the you know at the big guy role, and then more the guard position. You had like Jake coming in yeah. and, and Jalen early on. Yeah, and guys like that, where it's just like, you know. He didn't really get a chance, but those other guys were just playing I mean, well. The team, the team, there was no chance to be had, the, really. The team is getting better. The team is better than it was his freshman year. It's just 
like there's more competition for spots. Yeah. And and hopefully that motivates him going yeah. into this year, you know, hopefully he had a good off season and he's going to fight for those spots cuz you know, even if he doesn't get those spots, him fighting in practice could be beneficial to just the whole team. Yeah. In general, but you know, he he just had times where he'd go in last year and just would make mistakes, dumb fouls or, you know, turnovers and we always rooted for him, and we still always will root for him. But it just was, it was a tough season last year, and we hope that this year he can uh, turn it around and uh, fight for some spots. But that's our take on Allen. Um, do you see any like room for him this year? I mean, defensively, like they like to use him for defensive purposes. Like if they need a stop at times, or they need like a, a burst of energy. Like a they they use him for like a lot of and also. That that burst of energy role kind of kind of got taken away when Jesus dropped to the bench. They started using him kind of in those roles. So like even there, like a burst of energy defensive player kind of went to those minutes. Kind of went to Jesus. So it's like even that you came and warn like a spot. It's like I think there will be times where he plays though. There's like no doubt he will get minutes at some point this year. Yeah. So we will. Uh... We'll have to see what happens, but um, we'll talk about three more guys. We'll skip the freshman for this year, uh, we don't have enough for this show. Because we, we don't have enough to, I mean, we really we need to do some research on them. We'll do, like, a freshman overview. I'm just yeah. looking at the time. We're kind of running low on time right now. So we'll do three more guys, and then we'll do our own show on the freshman later on at some point. So next up, we're skipping through Makai Willis, um, Christian Sevis here. We're going to Jason, who's six foot six, two hundred ten pounds, coming off a half, kind of half of a freshman year. Barely, and I don't even call it half. I mean, he because you can't really count this first. Oh no, it wasn't even half. Yeah, he, four games played. That's not. I even mean, like, he played what? The, did he play the last Manhattan game? Uh, he he played in the uh, postseason. I know. I know he played in the postseason. I'm saying that last Manhattan game before. He might have gotten a couple minutes. He had like regular season game. He had like very few minutes here and there. Like I know he I mean, got in versus Niagara and had like a dunk, but then got like taken out immediately. Because well, so he had what did he start mono. off? He start. Oh, he, he had mono and an injury at one point, right? Something like that, and then you know his fitness wasn't up because of mono. It yeah, mono. Tires t- you I out mean, and stuff. it's a tough thing to come back from mid season. So you know we didn't really get to see his true like the potential. highlights. We, we didn't get to see the highlights we saw of him in co- in high school. Exactly, yeah. He played against Niagara, two points. He played a few games, but uh, didn't have much room to make contributions. He had eight against my- Manhattan in the uh, regular season finale. Yeah. And then he played the whole postseason. I think he, I mean, he started, started at least a couple games. Most though. of it, yeah. So, I mean, 19 minutes in the quarterfinal, 12 in the semifinal, and then four in both the semi and – or night, whatever. First round had 19, semifinal, quarterfinal had 12. And then four in the semi and final. So, uh, pretty much, I think my takeaway for him was that it was good that he got that experience late, because now he'll be probably be more comfortable going into this season. Yeah, I mean, whereas if the, if he didn't biggest, get any minutes, what's the biggest stage you could possibly play on as a favorite player? Probably the back championship in Atlantic City. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and uh, if he didn't get that experience and didn't get that many minutes last year. Or got his he couple minutes. He would basically be, be a freshman. Yeah, yeah. He'd pretty much be a freshman that just practiced with the team, yeah. like a red shirt, pretty much. So, yeah, I think the experience was good, but I don't really think we saw enough from him to really 
have like a like a concrete outlook on him. But I thought he looked good defending wise in uh, certain situations, and and like you said, he played out of position in those games because yeah. we were lacking. I would love to know, see him centers. play alongside like Supreme or Mido or even Chrysler. Yeah, and if maybe like a small ball lineup where Chrysler is playing, yeah, the five or you know whatever. But also, I'd like to see Jason maybe relieve Chrysler of minutes sometimes. You know, like, yeah. I feel like those guys could be they interchangeable. And I think they have like differing uh, abilities. Abilities, so it's like kind of multiple looks. Yeah, where Jason is more of like athletic yeah, abilities, the and then Zach has more like the shooting. We didn't really see the shooting from Jason as much last year. I mean, because he was playing the five, he didn't really have played not a lot of minutes, and he played center. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if we're going off his highlights freshman year, we're going off the couple dunks he had last season. We're definitely excited. We were always excited about him, but we just didn't really see enough last year to say like where he's going to fit yeah. into the into well, the roster how many this year he'll get? We or into really... the yeah rotation. Um, but moving on, we got two more guys left, and we'll wrap up the show. We got Zach Chrysler, six foot nine, two hundred twenty five pounds. Uh, he was another one of those surprises from last year. We didn't know if we'd have him or not, and then obviously he got the waivers you know, midway through the year or whatever. Um, pretty solid season from him last year. You know, like a... I mean, yeah, it, it there were some highs and lows, but it ended up averaging out to be very, very good. Very, he, uh, very solid big. He averaged four and a half points per game, three and a half rebounds per game, but he, he had those games where he would go off and drop, you know, 10, 12, yeah. which was... When his shot was on, he was one of the, our more important players. Yeah, and it was big... It was big we always correlated those like 10 12 point games that he would have would usually end up in a win for us or a pretty good position to win um when he was doing that or dropping like 9 you know he was kind of like that unsung hero we talked to him about you know he said that he probably led the nation star charges taken yeah he said he probably led the nation Which in charges that honestly might be true <laughs> yeah and and we'll see if they give him that stat this year so he could track it but I doubt it, but he he uh, definitely was like the unsung hero. I mean, he's again, he's not like the Jason or Supreme or Mido where their their way of stopping a, a layup is to go up and swat it. His job is to kind of take that charge and get it sent down the other way instead. Yeah, of that. Like, do the dirty work. I mean, it's just it's it's the same goal, it's just different ways of doing it. Hey, playing your strengths. He's not at the super. He's not like an uber athletic guy. So why try and block every shot you contest and and one thing i'll say about him is you know we follow him on instagram and stuff and he has been posting you know videos of him in the gym and he looks good he looks like he's improving his shot and that's going to be big for him this year is if he can improve his shot because if he's it'll earn a lot more minutes if he's going to be someone who can score and you know score consistently or at least have a pretty good shot to where you have to you know draw guys out with you and stuff like that makes the office a lot easier to play he's going to be playing all the time and he even did you know, put himself into the starting position yeah, last I mean, year. Yeah, he was our starting four for yeah. a lot of last year. But it could be even ramped up, you know, way more this year. He could be not just one of the starting guys, but he could be one like of the more important the, yeah. guys. So. I mean, would you be surprised he's in the starting lineup opening? No, I think game? he will think be in the will, starting I think lineup. He will be too. But I'm so. just saying, not, he won't just be a starter anymore. Like last year, he was a starter. He had you know a couple points, a couple rebounds, a charge maybe, but. I think he could really be one of the important guys now, not just a starter. A guy that we look for is like get him the ball. Like he's he's hot, we gotta feed him. Yeah, and and like 
you know, we're looking at we didn't even have we didn't really have anyone who can shoot like two years ago, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, now we have a full roster. We have a big who can shoot. Big, it's just, yeah. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty. And again, I, I know we said it with Mido for him too. You know, going from sophomore to junior year, that's a huge jump year where it's like you're no longer one of the young guys developing, but you're now one of the guys, one of the leaders, one of the older guys. You're looking towards your future. You know, it's it's a very important season for him. So. Uh, I'm excited to see what he will do, and I think he will have a good season. I think he worked hard in the off season. I know training videos ain't everything, because if the training videos were everything, Carmelo Anthony, yeah, Carmelo would be, would be the best MVP, player of all time. And, but you know, playing against random Cole, guys at 24, fit, 24 <laughs> hour fitness, <laughs> Jay Cole would be up there too. Yeah, Jay Cole's always there. But uh, no, if I, I think he did look good in his training videos and I think that he did work on his shot that was one of the things he said to us that he was going to try to improve when we interviewed him and uh, I imagine he did so I'm really looking forward to to Zach's um, season this year and I think he'll really help the team out in a big way finally Jesus Cruz actually not finally we got two more our favorite player we'll make chefs chefs the last one we'll make it it kind of quick quick, Jesus Cruz six foot five 210 pounds the fifth year Going into his final season as well as Taj. Um, had an interesting year last year, right? He kind of fell out of the starting lineup. He had some poor games, but I feel like he really picked it up as the season went on. I know we used to be critical of him on this show. But I think as the season went on, he got a lot better. And I think, like, you used to always say this, but I think the uh, him coming off the bench was the best thing that Jay Young could have done for him. Because it just it allowed him to... Do what he's best at. Yeah, and it allowed him to be that leader off the bench when some of the younger guys were in. When Taj needed a break mm-hmm. or Caleb maybe needed a break, he would go in and he would lead those guys. He would, again, he was one of those guys to do the dirty work, sliding all over the ball, yeah. sliding all over the Playing floor for ball. tough defense, getting steals. Get taking a charge, you know. Those type of contributions from him were, were really important. The shooting-wise was the thing where we always went back and forth. Where it you know kind of hurt us sometimes because he didn't really didn't really stop shooting on like cold nights you know yeah. but I I would what so what was it, the Niagara game was his last was his uh, what you call it last start last start right probably I'm not sure he only had six in the second Niagara game so I'm not sure or for his first I probably his first Niagara game was his last start and then he did have sometimes where he came back into the starting lineup. Throughout but the season, la- but primarily, yeah, his last full last game was a full time starter. It was his first diagram, I'm guessing. So, I mean, if you look at the stat lines, like the numbers look a lot better in terms of shooting percentages. If you add those, yeah, and from my owner to rider, he went seven games single digit scoring. Yeah. But then towards the end of the season, you know, he was dropping 10, 10 yeah. 17. Um, so, you know, he had that. Um, and yeah, what was seventeen it? The, on uh, six hundred or on six. 60% shooting. Like that's... He had the tournament where he was banging threes. Like, yeah. <laughs> he looked like a completely different player. And I, and I really think that him playing off the bench was a huge I mean, he had, positive for him. He had threes and he had two or more threes in every single tournament game. Like, that, that is unheard of for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, how many threes did he have? No, no, he, he had two. He had two, one, two, zero. My bad. I read that wrong. But still, five threes in four games for him. Yeah, that's pretty unheard of. So, going into the season, I hope I think he will be off the bench again. I hope he is. 
and like we said this last year, it's not really a big deal if you start or not because he was coming off the bench and yeah. still getting I mean, more still minutes getting 30, than most he was of the getting starters. Just, he, his minutes really never changed. I mean, for maybe a little bit, but he still got 20-plus minutes every night. It's mainly about least. the rotation of guys he was going out on the floor yeah, with. That changed. It. Yeah, it's just a matter of who he's playing with, not about when he's playing. And I think him playing with the younger players is really good because he's a good leader. Showed them on the court that he's a really good leader. And but I think defensively, it's a lot easier to play when you have that guy basically playing everybody at once. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like I mean, he basically guarded everybody at once. He's so really, our only man. problem with him last year was scoring wise, um, really just shot selection. Yeah, and if he can tone that down, and him coming off the bench, he did. He got a lot better as the season went on. I mean, he and just if, attacked the rim. He's also another good free throw shooter that. We kind of don't appreciate it enough, I feel like. Yeah, and he's good attacking the rim, too. That's what I mean. Like, he makes, he like, rim, acrobatic layups mm-hmm. and, you know. I mean, you know the ESPN announcers love to talk about that. And we used to joke. It's a jam. We, we used, used to, to joke <laughs> that he only makes the harder shots. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it was, like, true back then. And, uh, yeah, he's a great free throw shooter. So, for me this year, if he can just limit the, like, poor shot selection or, you know, high like, high amount of shots taken that he, you know, where he was going, like, what last year is going uh like five for ten one for nine like those one for ten three for fourteen those type of games if he can limit those and keep up those games where he was going you know i don't know two for six or five for eight like even those are the type of games even if he doesn't have a good percentage going like three for eight isn't going to kill the team going uh, three for fourteen will like yeah. that's like the kind of thing. It's like you can still shoot the ball. Whatever, uh, Everyone has bad nights yeah. too, especially in like low D one. Just don't basketball. turn them into twenty shot nights. It's like if you're not feeling it, you have guys to go to. Yeah, so that's kind of my outlook. If he can do, if he can limit those poor poor shot selection kind of nights, his his efficiency will be way better. We know he's going to be a good defender. We know he's going to do dirty work. Focus we know he's going to be a good leader. Focus on what you're best at. Yeah. We used to always say that last Finishing year. Finishing at the rim, playing defense. The same motto. So that's kind of our outlook on what we hope he could do. But I think he'll have, I think he'll have a good season if he wonder, does play off the bench I wonder and if that, that three-point shot will come back, though. I would love that. I mean, he... Well, you'll only love it if it's on. That's what I'm saying, but it was on for the tournament. I mean, yeah. We'll see. It could have just been like a hot streak, yeah. too, though. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But we're definitely... We'll go into the season with a clear mind on him. We're oh, yeah, gonna, for sure. I mean, that, that tournament helped a lot. He played really well. Yeah, we're not going to be pessimistic. Finally, Chef, six foot seven, 215 pounds. He was probably one of the more disappointing players last season as well because of how much he was hyped up by Jay Young, by, by the message boards, and the. I am biased. Yeah, but extent. even like three man weave had like him as one of the potential yeah. breakouts. Well, because St. Bonnie's is like a. That's a tournament team. Like they're like a very good program. So when you see oh player transfer from State Bonaventure, you think yeah, and he had some like double doubles there, and yeah, he, he played he played there. I mean, he got playing. Yeah, and he him. played well against Max Schools there. I think he had a good game against Quinnipiac there. So the the numbers were there, and it just didn't translate last year. Why? We don't really know why. I mean, he could just never get going. It seemed like he never really got touches on offense, like meaningful touches. The rebounding was there to an extent, but like it didn't, it was didn't, it wasn't really meaningful rebounding. It was just kind of like, like I don't know. You you weren't like, oh my god, what a like what a board! Like you got like a crazy offensive rebounds. It was just a lot of like mop up duty, kind of. 
Yeah, and he dropped seven in a couple games. He did score. He had a couple threes throughout the season. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was in the Providence game. That was like the first thing. One of the first baskets they had was was his three. Three, and they were like, "What the?" Yeah, Le- I think lefty. I think he's a lefty as well, if I'm not mistaken. He had a couple nice dunks that got you know some good highlights from last season, but overall, kind of like. Allen, he kind of just didn't really. He kind of lost place. his spot, and then could never find his way back into the rotation. Yeah, and then yeah, and, and you know he would get a couple minutes here and there. There was a couple times where he did get the chance, and he just didn't do much with it. And uh, yeah, he averaged two point six points, three point nine rebounds, and when you're talking about, uh, you know what Chris did last year and what Supreme did last year, there's really just no and what. Chrysler did last year. There's no excuse for him to be doing what he did. And there's just no spot where would you have played him, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's, it's so he had some chances to get going and it just didn't really didn't really work I out mean, for him. I mean, start the year he was our he was starting for them. He was our four, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. He started the province game, so it's like I think the emergence of Chrysler was really what yeah, hurt well, him the most because he was getting consistent minutes until that Niagara series. It seemed like yeah, he had twenty three, twenty nine, twenty one, twenty one. Yeah. So. He was getting minutes until then, and then you know when Chrysler kind of broke out, he started getting hurt like, him DNPs and like he was starting to like not even get minutes at all. Like yeah, yeah basically very similar to Allen. Yeah, where he didn't even play past the first round of the MAC championship. Yeah, and with, without any of our depth, our front, whole front court was hurt. Yeah, was and Mido was hurt. Where well, you think he would have yeah. came in? He could have been in Jason's spot, but he you know he I wasn't. Mean, yeah. So going into this season. We'd like to see kind of like any like any sense of I mean, life from him because rebounding is rebounding. You, I mean, it'll play like anywhere. If we need rebounds, like he can still do it. But I don't know. We're the front court gets deeper and deeper every year. Yeah, and and we're gonna talk about this in a future episode because you look at the team now and there's good guy. There's a lot of good players. There's it's probably like gonna be we, some red that, shirts this year. Like there has to be. Yeah, there has to. I mean, you can't carry sixteen guys. Can yeah, you? like. No, there has to be red shirts this year, and who's going to be those red shirts? Will it be Makai Willis? Will it be Sevis? Will it be TJ Long? Like, yeah, where were those? Are those freshmen going to get minutes? Is one of them like what's going to happen? At least one of them will play. I feel like at least one of them won't be a red shirt because I mean, like if you think about like, I I can't imagine Malali or Henry or like Jack Brown. Like, I mean Jack Brown maybe, but like a lot of those guys are just kind of aren't really going to be, like, getting minutes. So you yeah. have to kind of take them out of the equation. Yeah. I don't know. I think Jay Young did say that it's very likely that uh, some of them will redshirt this year. And, and we'll talk about that on a future episode. But it's just interesting to see, like, where will Chef fit in compared to Makai Willis. There's younger guys passing him up. And mm-hmm. it could be his last season. He could maybe do one more. But uh, it's just, like a make-or-break season for him. He's either going to break into the starting lineup or he's just going to probably sit for most of the season and uh, get passed up. So we obviously wish him the best of luck, but, you know, last season just wasn't his best season. But um, that's kind of all the players we're going to talk about today. We're going to save the freshmen for a future episode and kind of look back maybe at what they did in high school and stuff like that. And, uh you know, we'll keep talking about basketball as the season approaches. We are one month and two days away from opening day, so it's yeah, approaching rapidly. You know it's approaching when the basketball team starts posting stuff on Twitter and, you know, the graphics. and So it's exciting. It's exciting to be back on here talking basketball, you know, so it reminds me of 
last love, winter. We love Fairfield basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was our episode. I think it was a pretty solid episode. We gave you the rundown on Stags and the Pros, Bill Currier signing, last episode, and finally basketball. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. Hopefully it saves and we could put it online. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with an interview. we got to try to get an interview for next week. But we will be back next week, uh, Wednesday, 2 p.m., same time on WVOF and hopefully on streaming services. Thank you for listening. And until next week, as always, go Stags.